What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great show. I'm excited to have PJ on. And today, PJ is going to share a little bit about meditation, how you can get your mind in the right place to have a conversation with your unconscious, how you can move forward, getting uncomfortable in that conversation so that you can make uh, forward movements in what you're doing. It's a great conversation. Um, I very much enjoyed it. And I think you all are as well. So let's drop in and see what PJ has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I am, of course, your host, Bob McIntosh, and today I am delighted to be joined by uh, my good friend, PJ. And PJ and I met at uh, the Thrive Conference, if I remember correctly. And what uh, was interesting to me was I'm walking down the hallway of a hotel, and I just see this group of people in a circle, and I can't see PJ. Um, if you've never met PJ, it's, he's in a wheelchair, so he's obviously down further. And if you know me, I'm six foot three, so I'm not always necessarily looking down that direction per se. And um, I just see a group of people, and I'm like, what are they all looking at? Like, what are they all talking? Like, this is weird. And then also, I was like, oh, there's a guy there. Wait, who's this guy? Okay, if he's got a lot of people, I should probably know him. He seems like he could be cool. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't really know what happened. I couldn't probably tell you what we talked about, but I just remember the feeling that I had. And you know how they always say people will forget what you told them, but they remember how you feel. I just remember feeling like I had a fantastic conversation and that this was a human being that I um, was honored to get to meet and, and spend some time with. And then we thankfully got to keep seeing each other at that conference and probably a few other places here and there just because we tend to run in the same circles. But but um, it's just been a pleasure. And then I am currently staying at a friend's house and she was like, oh, I was having a conversation. I was like, oh my God, I need to talk to this guy. How could I have not thought about this beforehand? And so I reached out and now here we are having this episode, but I'm excited to have him on. I'm excited for you guys to hear from him, listen to him, watch him, wherever you're watching or listening to this from. So PJ, thank you for being on, man. I truly appreciate having you here. I am super duper glad to be here with you because I love you so much. You are such a good guy. I remember actually something very similar. And I think if I remember now, I might be, I might be mixing a couple of years together when we cross paths, <clears throat> but I remember you stood and hung out and then people started to dissipate after a while, after I talked to everybody. Right. And then I remember you kneeling down and you and I just talking for, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes at least. And I remember the same thing. I remember just feeling like, I love this guy. He's kind. He's gentle, he's loving, he's fascinating, he's courageous, he's interesting. And I just thought the world of you from the very beginning. I honestly feel like we've been friends for a really long time. I feel like there's a judge for me. I'm able to judge the quality of a friendship by whether or not I can pick up with them where I left off and just carry on a conversation right from where we left off. And for you and for us, I honestly feel like I could go on a three-week journey with you and we would talk the entire time and i don't feel like there's <laughs> any time lapse that from within our conversations that we can just pick up from anywhere i love that about you i 100 agree and i was just going to say probably the last time we talked was over a year ago i want to say probably and we like what you guys don't know is that we just spent like 20 minutes before we even started this episode just talking and catching up which is always it's this is honestly it's been one of my favorite things about doing the show is like just being able to catch up with people that i don't always get to see all the time and you know we're, we're all doing a lot of things it's not that you know we purposely are ignoring somebody it's just life happens and, and then whatever but yeah it was just like hopping on with you was just like boom we're, we're right there we're good to go it's like no time at all has passed well i agree and let me actually let me jump in here and, and support what you're saying so here's a personal challenge to anyone who's listening right now one of the reasons that bob is doing this is exactly what he just said right this 
beautiful opportunity for him to reconnect with people that he may not connect with on a regular basis. I did the same thing this morning. I talked to a friend of mine who sort of is a cousin, but it's a little bit of a longer story. And I haven't talked to him in probably 30 years. And mm, yeah, probably 30 years. And we picked up right where we left off. And it was wonderful to reconnect with him. And it just brought this life and this energy back into me that I didn't realize I'd been missing. I, you know, things are pretty good for me. And to reconnect with somebody like that really brought a life and a vibration and a vibrancy back into my life. So my personal challenge is who haven't you talked to in over a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, maybe. And can you reach out to them and have a conversation? Can you do that? Or is there something standing in your way? Because if there is, it's time to go now, baby, get <laughs> out of your own way, which I want to talk about if we can while we're here. Okay. Like 100%. That's the okay. name, name of the show, the name of the game. And so, by the way, guys, um, you know, I, I, and I'm PJ, I'm going to apologize for probably not knowing the exact name of what, what you have, but PJ is in a wheelchair, obviously, uh, if you don't know him, um, you know, he, he's, his physical movement is very restricted. Um, very. And, and um, yet, for some reason, he has not let him this get in his own way, he hasn't stopped him. And I would I would even go as far as to say, for many people, I think that they would have a very jaded viewpoint of life in some capacity, um, because they have been, you know, shortchanged or might see it that way. And, and that, um, and yet, I have never once seen you look at, 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 you know, where you are physically as a disability or an impediment to what you can do and how you show up. Um, literally, you are probably one of the kindest people that I know, um, in every, every scenario that I've ever seen you, whether it be online, in a video, in person, at a conference, in situations where otherwise would probably be a pain in the ass, to be honest, for you to, to have, you know, to, to be who you are physically. Um, and yet you always show up amazingly. And that's something that I absolutely love about you. So I would like to me, as I thought about, as I think about guests coming on the show, who do I want you to, you as the audience members to get to hear from, know and see? Um, I, I always want to bring in a wide variety whether it be mental, physical, emotional, anything of that nature, how do we get out of our own way? And, and literally, I was like, oh my God, how do I not think of you? You're perfect for all the reasons. And I think you're just an awesome human being. So we get to have you on. And so, yes, please. I know I just like talked and like rambled for a while, but please, I'd love to hear you, you talk more about that. And um, for I, I also wanted to give that so that anyone who's listening who may not physically see you understands the context of why you're here. Okay, great. So I'll just add to it a little bit. And if you need more, let me know. So um, yeah, I'm really, really fortunate, right? Um, I have a very rare form of muscular dystrophy that was expected to take my life at seven. I'm 51 at the time of recording this. I've lived 44 years longer than I was supposed to. Phenomenal, like super exciting. I've had a great life. I've jumped out of airplanes, indoor skydive, uh, water ski, although I'm not a very good water skier, apparently you're supposed to <laughs> ski on top of the water. I ski under the water, so I'm a terrible water skier. Um, snow skiing, aqua jet packing, um, hiking, mountain climbing. I remember at one point um, a friend of mine, and, well, two friends of mine and I were in the Grand Canyon, and we wanted to, like, get out on one of the, uh, one of the uh, outcroppings, like one of the the stones that jutted out into the middle of the, um, of the ca canyon. And so I climbed on my one friend's back 
and we picked up my wheelchair and threw it underneath a bush and we climbed up and over the rail and down into the Grand Canyon. At one point, That's the awesome. guy that I was on his back, Jeff is holding me by my wrists and he literally squats as low as he can and he lowers me over the edge of the Grand Canyon. I'm literally hanging in the canyon. And my friend Tim, who is probably two and a half or three feet below me, he's 6'3", I think, super tall dude, and he can't reach me, right? And Jeff goes, okay, Tim, on three, I'm going to drop PJ. Now, Tim is standing on a 14-inch <laughs> ledge. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is the way I like to live. So Tim is standing on a 14-inch ledge, probably, I don't know, 35-degree angle, something like that, right? No, not 35-degree angle. That's crazy. Probably like, I don't know, 20-degree angle, right? He's kicked off most of the gravel, and Jeff goes, okay, Tim, on three, I'm going to drop PJ. One, two, three, and my best friend lets me go over the edge of the Grand Canyon, and Tim catches me. Tim squeezes me up against his chest. We walk between these two rocks, one of which Jeff is standing on, out into that outcropping where probably no human being or very few human beings have ever been before, let alone a guy like me that's in a wheelchair. Um, they walk me out on the on the uh, this outcropping. Tim slips and he falls on his butt and his back. We slide to the edge and his feet and his ankles go over the edge. For me, that's living. That's life, <laughs> right? Because in that moment, you're like, Terrifying. oh my god, we can die. It's, but it's also invigorating because all you want is life. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we get in our own way so much that we it becomes a push against trying to move in the direction we want to go, or we're dragging some crap that's keeping us from where we want to go. But in that moment, all the worry, all the bills, all the concerns, all the homework assignments, all of that's gone. The only thing you want is to live. And for me, that's the way I, the reason I live sort of adrenaline junkie like on occasion, because I love that idea of, okay, like, I don't care that I'm in a wheelchair. What I care about is I want this experience. And so despite my disability, I've always chased down what I want. When I was little, my grandmother used to say to my mom, if you let him do that, he could die. My mom would say, <laughs> if he dies, he dies happy, and he dies with friends. He dies doing something he loves. And that's the way I've lived my life. Chase down what you want. I don't care what obstacles you might believe are in your way or are dragging you and pulling you back and keeping you from reaching what you want. Most of the time, those obstacles are in your mind. And so... When we think about this idea of um, getting out of your own way, it reminds me a little bit of the very first Star Wars movie that some of us grew up with, right? Where Princess Leia is um, walking behind uh, Chewbacca. And she's like, would someone please get this big walking carpet out of my way, right? And um, so I think about that as like, there's something in your way. So get out of your own way. The implication is that there's two, not one. Now, what do I mean by that? get out of your own way. That means something is in your way, right? Something is stopping you, the conscious you, from getting what you want. Now, what is that? I make a very clear distinction between the conscious you and the unconscious you. The conscious you is what wants to go somewhere. The unconscious is in your way. So when, when you think about this idea of get out of your own way, and people, the, there's a big thing nowadays about people saying, oh, well, that's just your story. Oh, you're just living your story. Oh, you're just believing your story. Right. I sat down with a, uh, a therapist um, recently. I was at a training for my own um, 
coaching, right? I coach clients and speak from stage and I actually believe in coaching. So I was um, coaching with one of my clients or one of my, uh, with one of my coaches and we were in Vegas and this psychologist um, came up to talk with me uh, at one point during the break. And she was telling me a story about one of her clients and she said, she said, um, yeah, I just can't get them to get out of their own way. They just, they are just stuck in their story. And I said, hold on a sec. Is it really their story? And she's like, yeah, they tell me the story all the time. I said, it's not their story. It's their unconscious mind story. And they have just started to believe they, the conscious them, have started to believe that. So if you can look at your own life and you can say, okay, hold on a minute, get out of my own way. Okay. What's in my way, right? It's either your own unconscious mind saying you can't, that it's going to fail, be afraid, this is scary, that's potentially dangerous. It's trying to push against you and create resistance to stop you and slow you down from doing what you want to do because it's worried about the future that could be dangerous. And if you can be hurt, then it believes it, the, specifically the fight or flight process of the, of the brain believes you can be killed. And so it will do what it needs to do and can do to hold you down or stop you or hold you back. And so think about this when you realize, oh, wait a minute, that's something else that's in my way. Like this is literally like, it's not me, PJ, that's in my way. That's the story that my unconscious mind is telling me. And I'm believing that. So let me separate from that story for a minute. Let me dissociate from that story and, and reconnect with my own heart my own soul, my own belief and say, okay, who am I? What do I want? And where am I going? Okay. I want this. This is what I want. This is where I'm going. Okay. Now, how do I get there? And the way you do that is something I teach to my clients called PDA power, decision, action, reclaim your power. Sometimes that's through meditation for some people. Sometimes that's through jogging or running for other people. Sometimes that's through art or journaling. Sometimes that's through prayer. Whatever it is that allows you to realign, reconnect, become still and present again, that's where you're in your power. Now make a decision from there. You don't even have to make a decision. When you're in your power, you just simply say, okay, what's next? And you feel it, you see it, you sense it, you know it. And then you must immediately take action. You cannot wait. You cannot wait. You have to make, let the decision be made. Hear, feel, sense that decision, then immediately take action. Don't even go to the refrigerator and get something to drink because that's long enough of a distraction that you'll come back and that fear or concern or worry will slow you down and stop you. There's actually, can I, can I add one more thing? I know I went long, but yeah, can I rip? Absolutely. No, this is one more? Great stuff. So you're good. Okay. Okay, good. Um, so there's actual one thing that I've been teaching my clients for probably four years is this idea of when you feel like you're in procrastination mode, you can't get things done. You're feeling slow. I'm like, okay, all you have to do is amp yourself up, get excited, get enthusiastic, get positive, dump, uh, dump some dopamine into your brain again. And the way that you do that, I mean, naturally dump the dopamine. I don't mean drug yourself up with external drugs. I mean, drug yourself with your own dopamine, get enthusiastic, get excited, get joyful, get um, curious about what you want to do. And don't think, well, if I do this, then I'm going to be able to accomplish that. No, just get excited and curious 
and enthusiastic about this one project, amp yourself up. So when you get excited and you amp yourself up about this one idea, this one project, what happens is dopamine actually pushes back the norepinephrines, the noradrenalines that are actually stamping out your ability to take physical action. The norepinephrines and noradrenalines, same thing, just depends on which science lab the discovery came from. When the norepinephrines and the noradrenalines start to rise in you, what they do is they rise in you partially because of that sense of uh, effort, well, that's going to take so much effort. And what happens if um, that it fails? And so all of these what ifs start to come up and the effort, the resistance that, that you feel, right? That, that push, uh, that you're, that the sense that you're pushing against something or something's pushing against you and keeping you back or holding you back, that's the noradrenaline's norepinephrine's. But the moment you dope yourself, the moment that all of a sudden the dopamines are released in your system, literally the dopamine pushes back the, the norepinephrine and noradrenalines so you can get moving again. And I've been teaching this for like four years. And I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know until probably the past two months that they're actually, they've actually been researching this and they're finding that this is the reason the noradrenalines and norepinephrine actually are stamping out your ability, your ability to actually take action. So you are literally in your own way, but you are not in your own way. Your unconscious mind is in your way because it believes that something is going to be difficult. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So we, we start, you know, you said step one was, you know, power, be still, be present to drive and in, drop into yourself to help you realize this. how, you know, how does someone recognize that this unconscious them is having, you know, this thought stopping or I don't know how else to describe it, but like how, how your unconscious mind is getting in your own way. I mean, obviously, you know, we can sometimes say, Hey, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, things like that. But is there like a lot of times, I guess the, the point of this question is a lot of times I've noticed for myself and, and people that I've had conversations with, we oftentimes don't even realize what our unconscious mind is dictating to our conscious mind. And so if we don't even know that that conversation is happening, how do we um, stop, you know, start this process even in the first place? So what would you say for something like that? Like, how does someone become aware that this conversation is happening and that they need to even take action on, on reversing it? So there's a couple of different ways I want to answer this, okay? First, what I want to say is... Um, I ask myself this question all the time. I say, do I like how I'm feeling right now? And if the answer is no, I mean, first of all, I don't ask that question when I'm having a great time. I don't ask that question when I'm filled with joy. I don't ask that question when I'm, you know, climbing in the mountains. You know, I don't ask myself those questions when I'm exploring because I'm in the moment. I'm loving it. I'm doing what I want to be doing. I, the conscious me, is doing what I want to be doing. So you do the same thing. If you feel like, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of, then you're, that's, that's your unconscious mind holding you back. Okay. And it might just be something as subtle as you just simply haven't determined for the day what it is that you want to do. So when you shift and all of a sudden you say, oh, wait, I want to do this today, then your reticular activating system can turn on and support you in the process of doing that. But if you don't amp up, if you don't get excited, if you don't actually commit to it, then if there's any possibility of effort, if there's any possibility of failure, if there's any possibility of embarrassment or getting hurt or being um, judged for it, the noradrenalines will rise in you and will create the resistance. So if you can ask yourself, do I like how I'm feeling right now? And you go, yeah, like life is freaking amazing right now. You're good. But if, <laughs> if you ask that question, 
do I like how I'm feeling right now? And you go, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine, I guess. Dude, switch, amp it up, and then get into your power, right? And that, again, that could be through meditation, it could be through prayer, it could be through running, it could be through working out, it could be through journaling, it doesn't matter to me. It could literally be through what I call one breath mushin, which is a meditation that I do. <clears throat> one inhalation, pause, let it go, and that next breath, and then all of a sudden I'm realigned, and then once you're in that power, you can ask yourself, okay, what's next? Okay, so the second piece is that um, while I make a clear distinction between the unconscious, or between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, I also reference the subconscious as the gateway or the bridge between the two. So what I would suggest is if you're like, well, like, I mean, I'm not really doing what I want to do, but I don't really know what I want to do. One of the things that I suggest and teach my clients is I say, okay, sit for a moment in meditation, but sit with a pad of paper and a pen, okay? And, but legitimately sit in meditation, close your eyes, begin the breathing process, but begin the breathing process with the question that says, okay, what do I want to do or what's next? Or what is, what would be fun today? Or um, what would I like to accomplish? Or what would make me feel like I'm progressing? So all of these questions about forward movement, okay? And, and sit in meditation with that general feeling, that general thought. And as soon as an idea comes up, you have two options. One, you can get up and take action. But if you're asking, like, if you're trying to figure something out, if you're trying to work through a problem, you're like, but something's in my way and I can't figure it out. Um, if you ask, like, okay, well, what's in my way? What, am I, what do I want to figure out? And you start to get quiet. What happens is you'll start to feel like the sensation just subsurface, right? Subconscious, just below the surface. And you'll start getting these feelings that will start percolating up inside of you. Ideas and thoughts that will come up and percolate into your mind or spring up in your mind. And when all of a sudden you have an epiphany, small or large, an idea or a thought or a decision or a creative vision, <clears throat> slowly open your eyes, keep the same breathing pattern, the same rhythm and breathing pattern. So now you're meditating with your eyes open, slowly reach for the pen, keep the same breathing pattern, write down one or two or three words or wh whatever you need to write. Maybe it's a quote, right? Write it down. And then as you're setting the pen down, close your eyes again and return to the meditation. But even as you're writing, continue the breathing. What will happen is the quieter you get, the more still you get, the subconscious will open up. When the subconscious opens up, all of a sudden, the moment it's opened up, it becomes this bridge between you and your unconscious mind. It can even be like, what, what's standing in our way right now? What is bothering us? I'll have my clients talk to the mirror. I'll talk to the mirror sometimes, but I get very, very close to the mirror so that I don't let myself get distracted by anything in the background. Plus, I can see if my eyes twitch. I can see facial expressions. I get close enough to the mirror that it's just me and the mirror, right? And I call it namaste talks. Namaste is this idea that um, may the divine in me or the divine in me recognizes the divine in you. So it's basically God talking to God. And for me, all conversations are just God talking to God. Um, because nothing existed before that consciousness, whatever that is. And it could be the quantum energy field, 
right? But there's a consciousness within the universe that we all embody. And so when you're in this state of meditation, when you're really truly in your power, you go from being in the present to being in the presence with a capital P. Being present is really good. And we've taught to do that all the time in meditation and business leaders. Like, you got to be in the present. You can't live in the past. You can't live in the what if of the future. You got to have a vision for the future, but you got to live in the now, right? And it's great and wonderful. But the problem is the present is still limiting while the presence is liberating. And I don't mean the presence as if we're talking just about like this, you know, just this Christian God. I'm talking about the present, the presence of consciousness, of the awareness of the universe of itself, the presence within you, the presence within another, the presence within the tree, the space between me and the tree, the space within me, the space within the tree. It's all the same because we're all made up of space. And so when we find ourselves in that calm, that presence, that stillness, that's where we get the real answers from. That's where wisdom is, is born from. That's where creativity is born from. That's where change starts from. Don't let it come from your brain. That's fine. You can. It's creative and fun, but it's also limiting. Let it come from something deeper. Let it come from something that moves you because then you're infusing it with spirit. Like the samurai sword, right? Samurai used to believe that there's spirit in their sword. You know, not a spirit, but spirit in the sword. Energy, life, you know, consciousness, presence. It's awesome. Did I answer your question? I got excited. You, no, you did. You did. And I, I hope that everyone listening is is, uh, is taking this away. I have a couple more questions about what you were talking about. So Yes. Um, so let's say you're going to take, you know, you're noticing that you're in your own way and you want to start this process. You sit down, you meditate. Are you setting an intention for your meditation? Are you asking yourself a question on repeat of like, what's in my way? Or, or are you just, are you trying to empty your mind of all thought? Um, and before you answer that, um, this sounds very, I, what you talk about is very similar to a process I've only done once, but I, I probably need to again. Um, and this is a, a guy named Philip McKernan from, probably remember from Thrive. I love him. Yeah, he talked about go someplace and disconnect for for two days and two nights, you know, so no phone, no distraction, no music, no books, just you, your thoughts and a journal. And it was a, a fascinating experience for me for the first time. I need to do it again, um, just because at some point when you just when you eliminate every distraction from your life and there's nothing else for two days and two nights, you, your brain just starts talking to yourself, um, not in a bad way, but, you know, in the, and it's very similar to way what you were describing. So I think that's a it's interesting that this keeps coming back to this idea that so many of us find ourselves in our own way, but we don't stop to let our brain help us get out of our own way. Um, so, sorry, going back to the question, which is, hey, like, do, do you try to empty your brain and just be in complete stillness? Do you focus on a question? Like, what would, what, how would someone start? And the reason I ask this is because I, I would imagine that most of the people that are listening or watching this um, have probably not done very much meditation before. Um, I know I haven't really done it. And the few times that I've tried, I always find myself never able to, like, it just, my brain goes in a million directions, which is interesting to me. Um, but anyways, I, so like, what would be the, the starting point? If I had to take one step in that direction, what would be the first step? So this is a delicious conversation, one that could go really long if, uh, if we wanted to go deep with it. Um, I, want to, I want to ask you to bring me back to the, the two-day Philip McKernan thing, okay, in just a moment so I don't forget it. Um, so first of all, let, let's talk about meditation. 
So many people believe that meditation is stilling and silencing the mind. <clears throat> I've been meditating since I was 19 and I meditate regularly. And the meditation sometimes is three minutes a day. Sometimes it's an hour. Um, and there's a common misconception that the idea is to get your mind to stop functioning, to just be quiet, still and quiet. And while that is the Zen meditation practice, okay, and there is a meditation called Zazen that teaches that. If you're studying from Tibetans, the Tibetans will give you a mantra because you're like, your monkey mind is going to be going, so give it something to play with. <laughs> I love that. Even, yeah. And, and even within Zen, they'll do the same thing. They'll give you a, a what's called a koan or a riddle. Like you've probably heard, what is the sound of one hand clapping? <clears throat> and so if you understand that these riddles are not things that are solved from just thinking, there's an awareness that comes through you where you go, excuse me, <clears throat> there's an awareness that comes through you. The, the Zen practice will give you a koan. A koan is like a Japanese riddle that you can't really understand completely with the mind. Sure, you might be able to answer it with the mind, but when you're in the meditation and the koan is something that you're either repeating to yourself or you've asked your mind, you're like, okay, what is the sound of one hand clapping? I want to know the answer to this. What you've done is you set your reticular activating system in motion to be able to begin to think about that and to look for wisdom and to look for answers. And your mind, if you've ever gone to sleep and woken up, you know, like, oh my God, I got the answer. Your mind won't forget um, to look for that answer. I remember being a little kid and singing a song with my mom. At 19 years old in college, I was walking into my dorm and all of a sudden that song popped into my head again. And there was that second half of the song, I all of a sudden understood. I thought it was just rambling, like funny sounds that my mom was, my mom was making, that my mom was making, but it was actually um, words that I didn't pick up as a kid. So my mind had worked on that for like 12 years, trying to figure out whether it was words or just a song. So your mind will work on that. So when you have that riddle, you have that problem, you have that, that, um, that situation or challenge you're trying to figure out, you can say, okay, I want the answer to this. And here's the question. What is the sound of one hand clapping? And then when you're quiet in meditation, at some point, the wisdom will just come through you and you go, oh, I get it. You could have told me the answer, but I wouldn't have gotten it. I wouldn't have understood it at the deeper level. So to answer your question, there's, yes, you want your mind to be still. No, most people are not going to be able to get their mind still. Um, even now, meditating for 30 years of my life, um, my mind sometimes doesn't get still. And so there are several things that you can do. One, what I was suggesting before is go into the meditation. And when you go into the meditation, you go in with the idea of, okay, well, here's my challenge. Here's what I want to figure out. Here's what I want to understand. And so here's my question. And you can ask yourself the question once or twice or three or four times, and then just let it go and just return to the meditation. And as the wisdom percolates, if your mind asks for things, say, let it ask, okay, well, 
if it's quiet for a few, you know, for say 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes, ask the question again, what is the sound of one hand clapping? And this is just my, my question for right now. What is it that I want to do in my relationship right now? How can I fix it? What do I want to do in my relationship? How can I fix it? And then just sit quietly with that feeling. And then all of a sudden some wisdom will percolate. Open your eyes, slowly write it down, close your eyes, return to the meditation, continuing the breathing in the process. Now, <clears throat> so yes, you can enter with that as an intention. You can also, <clears throat> if people are not very good at meditation, one of the things that I would like to, to help your audience understand right now is don't worry about trying to be good at meditation. Just do this one practice with me right now. Start to breathe rhythmically. And I don't care if your eyes are open or closed. Breathe in through your nose, pause, breathe out through your mouth. Yes, there's a lot of breath work that's teaching you to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose right now. Yes, there's a lot of science that's supporting that as being something good. But for now, just breathe in and breathe out. And I don't even care if you breathe in or out through your mouth, but breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth or nose. But as you do it, just be rhythmic. And as you're in that rhythm, now get out of your head by focusing on the tension in your neck and your shoulders. Just relax that tension in your neck and your shoulders. As you relax the tension in your neck and your shoulders, I just want you to also relax the tension in your chest and your back. And don't even worry about relaxing anymore. Now just be aware of your neck and your shoulders. Be aware of your chest. Be aware of the dog barking in the background. Be aware of the weight of your arms. Be aware of the weight of your body. And now as you're in that sense, you can feel your legs, you can feel your hips, you can feel your stomach, you hear the dog barking, recognize it, but stay in your body. Can you now feel a little bit of life or energy around your heart? Can you feel a little bit of energy, a little bit of life, a little bit of something different than the physical body? Is there an awareness of the presence there? And if you can, are you quieter right now? Slightly. Are you a little more peaceful right now? Slightly. Are you a little, a little more relaxed right now? Slightly. If the answer is yes or slightly, then that's all you need. <clears throat> Don't worry about making an effort to actually get into this state where you can get your mind to be completely still and silent. There is a practice for that. There's a lot of practices for that. Um, one is watching your mind be chaos and crazy. So if you can watch your mind and separate yourself from your mind, you're like, I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to listen to it. I'm just going to watch it. But you realize that my mind is up here being chaotic and crazy, but I'm back here just observing it. I'm just observing my mind thinking. So that's fascinating. But now can you go back even further and watch yourself, watch your mind being chaos and crazy. See, what, the more you separate from the chaos and crazy, the more you find the stillness in the meditation, even if the mind is in monkey mind mode, even if it's chattering. And what you're looking for is not silence, common misunderstanding, it's stillness. And when you can separate from the monkey mind's chatter and movement, and you can simply observe it, what you experience is stillness. And it's in that stillness that the wisdom can come up, that you can hear the wisdom. Was that helpful? That was super helpful. I don't, and yeah. hopefully you guys, if you were not participating in what he just had you go, because I just did it myself. Good. Um, Tell us what happened. 
Um, well, so yeah, so yeah, I definitely felt more more still. That'd be it's a, an appropriate word for it. Um, not, you know, it wasn't like all of a sudden I'm like this exactly still branch and, and nothing's moving. It's just like you said, slightly, a little bit less. And if you can do that, if you can do that for that one moment, can you do it for another moment, another moment? And that I, I keep thinking back to because I'm doing 75 hard right now. And one of the things he always says is if you can do one day, you can do 75. And I started realizing how true that is in other things. Like if you can do one moment of stillness, you can do 75 moments of stillness or whatever it is, you know. Um, so I, I think that's that's fascinating. Um, and that's the idea of getting out of your own way, because the problem is that the mind gets freaked out by time duration. It goes, oh, how long do I have to do this? How long, mm -hmm. how many days, like 75 days? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. How many things do I have on my list to do, right? Oh, there's too much time duration and an overwhelm of, of tasks creates a chaos inside and a resistance. And often that's what leads to procrastination. Some that drives some people that drives some people, but you're the rare breed that it drives. Um, and so those people that it shuts you down just come back to this calm. Just come back to that slightly easier. And all you have to do is, can I do this for one breath? Yeah. Can I do this for the next breath? Yeah. Oh, my mind wandered. Uh-oh, oh, my mind wandered. Okay. Can I do it for my next breath? Yeah. That's all. That's cool. all. Yeah. And that's simple. I, I think that's... Yeah, and I, you're right. I, I know I've heard a lot of people talk about meditation in the sense of you don't always need to be quiet. It's just that stillness, but I love, I love the way that you just put that. I think that's been the most eloquently and well put I've heard it so far. Thank so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Time duration scares the mind. Okay. The unconscious mind, it will follow your direction, but if it doesn't know how long, then it will scare you. In fact, after I get off of here, I'm going to do a Facebook live and I'm going to talk a little bit about time dire direction or duration because, um, <clears throat> I got a call this morning, a text a message this morning from someone who said, hey, can you help me? Um, my daughter is worried about, um, or is feeling like she might want to end, end her life or end it. And I said, yeah, of course. So I reached out to them. I reached out to her. Um, but the problem is that right now this is being filmed during COVID. And a lot of people in, are in isolation. And they don't know how long this is going to be. If you knew it was only going to be two more weeks, your brain would adjust and go, okay, I can deal with two more weeks. Right. But if you're like, but I don't know if this is going to be the next, the next two weeks, two months, two years, like, is this the rest of our life? Are we always going to be like this? Then the brain starts to freak out, right? Relax, come back to the present. You don't have to make it two weeks, two months, two years, the rest of your life. Just make it for the next two seconds, the next two breaths. Just little goals, little goals, little goals. I like it. I like it. So let me ask you another question. Um, I know for me, when I when I did my experience of going out for two days and two nights by myself, um, there were a number of paths that my mind went down that created extreme, maybe not extreme, I shouldn't say that word, um, created significant discomfort for me, almost to the point of where I was like crawling in my own skin. And um, I wasn't prepared for that on day one, on day two, I handled it better. And I was like, okay, that to me says I need to explore it more. Um, it, at least that's how I, I, I interpreted it. Um, so when, you know, do, do you find that happening often for people? And if so, 
I mean, is that something that they should be exploring further? I, I'm, I'm curious, I mean, even all just from my own sense, you know, um, or is that our mind coming back and fighting our, like, you know, fighting back against us saying, hey, we got to get out of our own way. Like, is that, I, I'm curious, is that a common thing? Not really? What, what's your, been your experience on something like that? It's 100% your unconscious mind making you uh, terrified and afraid because it's saying, hey, I don't know what we're doing and this is scary and you've got all of these things that you haven't addressed. And so let's start to address these things. So your unconscious mind is simultaneously your greatest adversary and your best friend. So you can look at those things where you're crawling out of your skin because you can't get your mind to stop, right? And because it's bringing up all of this crap or, and you can resist it and fight with it and wrestle with it, or you can simply go, okay, hold on. Let me relax for a second because I'm, I'm starting to fight with it. I'm crawling out of my own skin. I'm getting anxious. The panic attacks are coming. Relax. Hold on. Come back to presence. Just come back to presence. Come back to your breath for a moment. Come back to the tension in your neck, tension in your shoulders, the tension in your chest and your back. Relax. Come back to your breathing, the weight of your body, right? Come back to that breath. Come back to that energy around your chest. Once you're in this space again, now you go, okay, now how do I make my mind my best friend? And you say, okay. And you pick up a pen and a paper or you go to the mirror, which I encourage starting in the mirror and then returning or finishing with journaling. But some people would prefer to journal. <clears throat> and so both ways work great. And then begin to have a dialogue and a conversation with your unconscious mind. Just simply say, hey, what are we upset about? Hey, why does that bother us still? Hey, why is that coming up? Hey, why am I squirming right now? Hey, what am I scared of? What are we scared of? Notice I said I a couple of times, but I wanted to correct it right here at the end because we want to say, okay, why are we squirming? Okay, why are we struggling? Okay, why is this difficult for us? Because you want to include the unconscious mind. This is where you make your unconscious mind your best friend. So it no longer is getting in your way, right? It's now collaborating with you to get things out of your way it becomes the one that's removing and moving everything that is in your way. So you can move in the direction you want to. All you have to do is allow it to become your best friend. And what, what people don't realize is <clears throat> the, the unconscious mind is responsible for what I call three R's, the letter R, and the conscious mind is responsible for one R. The unconscious mind is responsible to remember, recall, and reveal. Rem the unconscious mind remembers everything. Now, we may not always recall everything the way we want to, right? Or when we want to, right. but mm -hmm. it does tend to reveal the things that it's struggling with, that it's trying to figure out, that it needs some kind of resolution to. And resolve or resolution is the R that the conscious mind is responsible for. And so when the unconscious mind gets a voice and you as the conscious say, hey, what's bothering us right now? Why are we really feeling upset about this? Why are we upset that that person said that to us? Why are we upset about um, the, the current COVID con uh, conditions? What's really bothering us, right? Then all of a sudden, the unconscious mind goes, mm, you want to hear me? I get a voice. I can tell you what's going on. I can share with you. All of a sudden, it wants to share. It's like, yeah, it's super exciting, right? It's super exciting. So it shares everything and it wants to reveal everything. And sometimes it's going to skip track and try and go to, down another track. Just bring it back and say, hold on. We're not done yet. Like, let's finish talking about this. 
because it is, its job is to remember, recall, and reveal everything so that the conscious mind can, re, can resolve the issue or the problem. Once the conscious mind resolves or, is, or comes up with a resolution for the problem or the situation or the challenge, then all of a sudden the unconscious mind goes, hey, I don't need to remember this anymore, do I? I don't need to like hold on to this anymore. And it's going to remember it, but it's probably not going to recall it very often anymore because you've gotten it out of the way. You've gotten it out of the system. You've allowed it to have a backroom filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it's come out right. It will. It needs help in resolving the conflict so bad that it will drive you to talk to your friends. It will drive you to get a coach. It will drive you to um, get a therapist. It will drive you to talk to a complete stranger. Right. It will drive you to complain because it's like there is a problem here that needs to be resolved so that I can do my job. Because right now I'm full. Its job is to share with you so you can resolve it, you the conscious you, when you resolve the issue or the problem, you say, you know what, this is how I want to think about this. This is how I want to feel about this. This is what I want to do. Okay, this is all done and good. Yeah, okay. Then its job in revealing is to remove that from its plate so it creates an open space so it can receive the next piece of information coming in from around you. And then if you're processing it, consciously processing then it won't hold on to that. But as long as you're not consciously processing things, it will unconsciously um, make an effort to try and figure it out. And that's when ruminating, 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 ruminating on a thing keeps coming up. So if you're ruminating, if your unconscious mind is ruminating on something and making you uncomfortable, it's in your way, but it's only in your way because it's simply saying this. If you want that out there, what you're telling me you want, then we got to deal with this in here right now. So please, conscious mind, can we sit down and have a real conversation so you can resolve this issue? So I can let it go so we can get you where you want to go. It's actually your best friend. That's awesome. It's perfect. I love, I love that. Well, I, I think we could probably talk for another two hours if we really wanted to. I don't, I don't Dude, know. Dude, I love this. Uh, uh, this has been great. Um, but I do want to respect, be respectful of your time as well as everyone else listening on the, on the show. So um, thank you so much. This has been enlightening in, in a lot of ways. Um, where can people um, check you out, learn more, connect with you if they would like to? Yeah, usually it's best just to start at pjswisdom.com. pjswisdom.com. Okay. <clears throat> You can also find me on Instagram, the PJ's Wisdom, um, or I think Facebook and LinkedIn are just PJ's Wisdom. And I'm building up my YouTube channel, which I don't even remember what it's called right now. It's going to be PJ's Wisdom, the PJ's Wisdom, just like in PJ or PJ's Wisdom, you'll find me. Perfect. That's awesome. And guys, definitely check him out. Um, as I said, um, he's a fantastic human and someone that you definitely want to know and, and connect with. Um, so thank again, you. thank you so much for being here. Truly appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the wisdom and everything you've shared. I, I believe this is going to be fantastic for a lot of people on this show. So I'm excited for them to listen. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And everybody that's out there, I love you. And even if I don't know you, I have that mad love for you. So keep breathing, take care of yourself. Get in partnership with your unconscious mind so you can get out, so you can get it out of your way. And instead, let your unconscious mind help clear the path by befriending it and connecting with it. 
Awesome. As always, everyone, thank you for listening, watching, wherever you are coming in from. We appreciate it. Please make sure that you subscribe, rate, review this show. We can't help more people unless people find out about it. So your subscription, your rating, and your review of this show help that. Um, and uh, I'm going to straight up steal uh, something from I've heard from a couple of people recently, Andy Frasillo being one of them, which is there is a small fee for, for listening to the show. And that is if you enjoyed it, please share it with at least two people. Um, because guess what? You know, the more that you share, the more it shows that you care about them. And who doesn't want to uh, be able to take PGA's wisdom from today and apply it in their own life? So please do, please do share, rate, subscribe, review. I appreciate that very much. And always, guys, uh, if you want any links, show notes are, are, are all available on the site. Just drop in and get that. And appreciate you guys watching and listening. We'll see you on another episode next week. Take it easy. Have a great week. This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now. Oh, 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 oh,